0: Stampede Garner is at number one thirty one recorded three twenty 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 two. It's important in understanding why Putin ordered Russian troops into Ukraine. And it had a lot to do with the dissolution of the Soviet Union and the collapse of communism ruling Russia. Putin's rise to power from a KGB officer fluent in German to work his way to the presidency of Russia is a complicated story, but to suffice to say, any person capable of accomplishing that has unbridled ambition. Some have accused him of using murder to accomplish his goals. But putting that aside for a moment, it may serve some purpose to see where he came from born in 1952 in Leningrad, now named St. Petersburg. It's reported that his grandfather worked as a personal cook for Vladimir Lenin and Joseph Stalin. His grandmother was killed by German troops occupying a region of Russia in 1941. His mother was a worker in a factory and his father was conscripted into the Russian Navy working aboard a submarine and finally in the army was severely wounded in 1942 his education as a youth was uneventful except to say at the age of 12 He took up the physical training of Sambu, a Russian martial art of wrestling and judo, which he's proficient in. Six years later, in 1970, he was admitted to the Leningrad State University to study law and graduated in 1975. And this is significant. His thesis for graduating was entitled The Most Favored National Trading Principle in International Law. Now, I don't know what principle in international law Putin believed in, but it's a value that at an early part of his professional education, he devoted time learning about the working of the most favored nation trading principle. And it's important to understand what that law says. Most favored nation is a status or level of treatment accorded by one nation to another in international trade. I believe This is very important for understanding why Putin decided to invade Ukraine. I'll say this at the start, Putin is really a capitalist at heart, and he believes in contracts and agreements to further trade to increase Russia's wealth. Моя смерть, как мучишь, ты же Oh oh, 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 Excuse me. Excuse me. oh I'm not an apologist for Russian foreign policies. Putin made a mistake invading Ukraine, but I think I understand why he first took Crimea and now has sent troops into that country on Russia's southern border. Ukraine has a close cultural and historical connection to Russia. Russian and Ukrainian language are both taught in Ukraine. Besides Russia's economic ties, it really isn't what drove Putin to start a war both costly in lives and treasure. It wasn't Ukraine's expansive, fertile land for growing food, although it's one of the largest grain exporters in the world. No, that wasn't why Russia invaded Ukraine. But I'm sure Putin recognizes its importance for producing food to feed people, even to the people of Western Europe or his own country. But that wasn't exactly why Putin did what some in the world are describing as a crime against humanity. And let me say this, when Russia was the Soviet Union, it didn't shy away asserting its will of communism, producing direct conflicts with the principles of capitalism. No, the true political ideologues that believed in communism wanted world communism, founded by Russia's and China's revolutions. And they believed it was what could improve the lives of millions of people trapped by capitalism. The corruption found in the working of capitalism. That communism was what would free the world. Well, I doubt whether Putin is a true communist. In fact, he probably knows firsthand what communism brought to Russia living with that economic system. No, Putin is a capitalist, and that's why he invaded Ukraine and wants to prove Russia's abundant resources can improve the lives of his people. That's why he was willing to risk billions of Russian wealth to construct a pipeline from Russia under the Baltic Sea to feed Europe's energy needs. And that was pure capitalism. But there were some people willing to prevent that from happening. Like I said, I don't apologize for what Putin has done, but I think I understand why. What's at the root of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is plain and simple. Ever since the dissolution of the Soviet Union, Russia has been selling natural gas through a network of pipelines designed to distribute gas by Russia's multinational energy corporation, Gazprom. The largest publicly listed natural gas company in the world, and the largest company in Russia by revenue with sales of $120 billion. That process transited natural gas through Ukraine using at least five major pipelines, some of which supplied Eastern European countries, like Poland Germany, Czechoslovakia, Romania, Bulgaria, Italy, and even more. There's a gas line feeding the country of Turkey and transits under the Black Sea called the South Stream with another Blue Stream, which eventually feeds Greece. Ever since the fall of the Soviet Union, the country of Ukraine has been the center of distribution of gas to parts of Europe, as well as consuming natural gas for itself from Russia. And what has been happening is that Russia has not been paid by Ukraine for some of the gas it has used or reportedly stolen For its own consumption, and some of what was in transit to Europe, this has not been a trifling amount of money leading up to the Ukraine-Russian war. That shortfall, by paying Russia what it is due for Russian gas in Russian pipelines, has been going on for close to 30 years That's the essence for why Russia invaded Ukraine – not getting paid what it was owed for its natural gas. It's not been a trifling amount of money. And so, Russia saw a way to bypass Ukraine by designing a pipeline starting in St. Petersburg, Russia, and laying it into the Baltic Sea terminating in Germany, a direct and costly venture, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, and that's why there's war in Ukraine. There are people and companies who have tried to stop Nord Stream 2's contracts and agreements to Western Europe from ever happening. Is Russia justified invading Ukraine because of its corrupt practices of stealing natural gas for close to 30 years? Well, there have been many wars based upon a country breaking its financial contracts and agreements. A smaller version of this exists when bank examiners determine that the solvency of a bank is insolvent. And immediately closes its doors, leaving depositors without drawing their money out of the bank. Of course, no one is killed in that circumstance. It's not too uncommon in this country, and it's called bankruptcy. And since America prides itself as a nation of laws, there is a system of dealing with bankruptcy even if it isn't always equitable. There are legal means with the use of various bankruptcy chapters to get back some of what you may have lost. But once again, no one normally is killed by a bank's closure. There might be the occasional suicide by those who may have committed crimes in a financial institution stemming from personal malfeasance. But no military action resulting in deaths. Of course, when countries are concerned with bankruptcy, it can have a less civilized outcome. Most countries on the verge of declaring bankruptcy are able to avoid that outcome by maneuvering new loans to run its government, or by the help of a central bank, simply printing money it doesn't have for itself, or simply changing the appearance of its currency, and claim everything is all right. But then again, if the shortfall in a government is substantial, it can result in a revolution. Or, what's worse, a country unwilling to curb its recognized financial misdeeds, a military action can result. external military force determined by a country or group of countries desirous of taking over a country in debt. For example, if China or Russia decided to bring down the United States government... Because of its national debt, it could be messy. I don't know why we have such stupid people in our US Congress, but we do. Some of whom should be drummed out of their offices and ridiculed for endangering the lives of people in this country. I recently saw a video of a congressman on the floor of the Congress doing a tasteless dance and singing a song about assassinating the president of the Russian Federation. Now, Putin's invasion into Ukraine is wrong and will result in many deaths and destruction. But there is a lot of evidence to show he was forced into it by people and corporations who didn't want russia supplying natural gas to western europe they have a different agenda for accomplishing that let me point out russia for nearly 12 years worked to develop a technological triumph in laying a gas pipeline for 1300 miles Underwater in the Baltic Sea, transiting energy from Russia to Germany. And because certain powerful people in the West didn't want that, they sanctioned Russia. Now, I understand how the game is played. If you write contracts and sign agreements to build something that costs over $10 billion, and you spend that money doing it. Naturally, you would react with force if those contracts, agreements, money, and time were thrown out the window and broken. We just lost a 20-year war and humiliated by leaving over $80 billion of weapons behind in Afghanistan. And we should tread lightly, because the rest of the world sees how vulnerable we are. If when the Panama Canal was built over a century ago, and some foreign politician openly mocked an American president for creating the country of Panama to build the Panama Canal and defied openly the completion of that project by breaking contracts and agreements and advocated the assassination of an American president. You might interpret that as grounds for armed conflict. Or put another way, invading a country to show you mean business. And after all, isn't it just business? Nothing personal? This week on Garner Isn't the music you heard was composed by Russians. First, from the opera Prince Igor by Alexander Borodin, from the second act The Polopsian Dance. Upon Borodin's death, the opera was unfinished in 1884 and completed by Rimsky Korsakov and Alexander Glazunov. Then you heard Boris kristof singing The Death Scene from Modest Mozarsky's opera Boris Gudnov Listen, it's ringing. Then more in The Steps of Central Asia, followed by Mozarski's two short cuts, Pictures at an Exhibition, and closing a short repeat, of Borodin's Ovatsian Dances. Stapede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.